0: Well, this is quite the highlight tonight. Tonight I get to introduce a man that needs no introduction. <laughs> I mean, it really I'm wouldn't be already. it really wouldn't be a Coach Sonia podcast if I'm not bringing in the Insta husband. So
1: Don't make me nervous now.
0: I'm going to make you nervous, but yeah, you you can definitely handle your own. So I'm not too worried about you. So, I'm so excited to interview you, which I do every (laughs) single night, (laughs) which, you know, talking is not something we lack, but I feel like it's time we share the story, and I feel like... Should we share
1: some secrets?
0: Some secrets, some tips, some insider information, and we will give them the juice, and what we're going to talk about is a bit of our story... But what we're really going to tie into is the second marriage, the second time around. So, for those of you who are just joining, um, we've been married. How long has it been now? <laughs> no. I like.
1: Yes. Stop it.
0: We've been married. Well,
1: we've been together. We're going on our 10th year in a month. Yep. And we've been married. We're going on our fifth anniversary in two months.
0: Okay, that sounds October very good. In about and three months. If you don't know, we have 20 years difference. It doesn't look it. I know it's a podcast, you can't really see, but it really doesn't look it. He looks pretty good, so I'm going to keep him around a little bit more. And he's going to, like, he was all into, the like, younger wife, but we're both keeping each other um, lean and mean and, and, and looking young. Um, you have three sons, which I basically <coughs>
1: Wait, uh, one, two, yeah.
0: Yes. Three. From the first marriage, you were married 15 years before.
1: Yes. Yeah. Something like that.
0: Something like that. And then we have two kids. So your kids go from what range?
1: My kids go from 24 to 22 to 15 to six and a half to two.
0: Dun, dun, dun. So five kids, two different relationships. Let's get back into it. Let's get into it and let's answer because this is such an important topic that so many women are asking how and you... And so many
1: men And so me.
0: many men ask... Okay, so let's start with that. What is your number one question that people ask <clears throat> you all the time except that, oh my God, how do you do it? Aren't you tired with your wife? Who doesn't stop?
1: <laughs> well, the first question that people uh, ask me is... Uh, uh, after the, the, you know, people call it failure, you know, when they divorce, I don't call it a failure, I call it a mistake. It's a, there's a difference between a failure and a mistake.
0: I call it a learning, it's not a mistake. Yeah, it's
1: same thing, you know, a mistake meaning that, you know, you think it's going to be right and then um, halfway down the road, you you find out that it, it's, it's not the right fit. Uh, also, sometimes it, it feels like the perfect fit, but, you know, marriage, you know, uh, whether we want it or not is a lottery because people change a lot. So you're hoping that, you know, you're going to change in, in sync with your other half and not change completely uh, separate because that's the, 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 the main cause of divorce, when people, you know, grow completely differently. Uh, so you know, when people, you know, f- friends of mine, when they come see me, they say, how did you have the courage to get remarried uh, or get married a second time? And they always put themselves in and they say, you know, me, I was married, I will never do it again. And when I meet girls, even if they're like the love of my life, I tell them straight out, I will not, not get remarried. I, th- I, I find that it's, <coughs> it's, it's uh, it, you know, it's a terrible mistake to, to tell that, first of all, to girls that could have been a perfect fit. But now they know that there's no hope. So, you know, they put their guards on. And it becomes a, po- you know, a poisoned uh, relationship right from the get-go when there was no reason for that.
0: Okay, but hold on. So, in terms of making this a more general so that people can actually have takeaways from this. Number one is, first you need to tell your, first you need to actually have the learning. So, let's get back to that so that people understand exactly why you call it a failure, I call it a, a learning. Which is, at, when you first got married, you were how, long, how old? 30. Okay. So at 30, what were you looking for? What was your criteria to find the perfect person?
1: <clears throat> well, a prime and proper uh, girl with a good education, a good background, good family, uh, good social uh, standard, uh, and who would be the perfect uh, mother of my kids, and you know, who was attractive physically, and who had a good uh, head on her shoulders, not too materialistic. And, you know, if I ticked all these uh, boxes, I would, I, I, I would figure that I, I can't, I can't uh, fail. I okay, ca- I so can't fair fail.
0: enough. And this, I would say 99% of people can relate to this. We all have our checkboxes. We all have these non-negotiables. We all have these goals, dreams, whatever you want to call it, that this is who I'm looking for. Now, cut two. Fifteen years later, when you did end up marrying the person who, who had all these boxes checked out, why didn't it, why didn't it work out? What happened? Well, May- not like personal stuff. Well, yeah. Whatever. Well,
1: we're not gonna get into personal yeah. stuff. It's not fair to the other person, and mm-hmm. it's it's ir- irrelevant. Uh, what's relevant is uh, the fact that uh, fifteen years later we completely grew apart. Uh, you know, I, I I thought that by giving her a perfect uh, recipient, meaning you know. Uh, a good a good home, a good neighborhood, a uh, high standard of living, everything would be perfect, but it didn't work like that because the other person was <coughs> was not uh, you know productive uh, herself, and uh, uh, at, after a while, we didn't have much to tell each other, and I, I grew a lot of uh, frustration uh, out of that and uh, and then we just grew apart, and my interests started to go everywhere except in my uh, marriage. And uh, then it just, it just uh, failed.
0: Okay, so what was the learning from it? Because so many marriages are failing right now. So many people are going through divorce. So many people are dealing with this right now. Or maybe are just in an unhappy marriage right now. So what is the learning that that you took from <clears> the, 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 the marriage to say, now here's what I, now what was the new definition? Tell me the new definition of the person that you felt would be the, the best fit for well, your second y- time around.
1: Y- you see, people, uh, the mistake that uh, a lot of guys make is on the second time around, they almost make the same mistake in the sense that they, again, go back to trying to find what they want. But... The first time, that's exactly what I looked for, what I wanted. Right. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't take into consideration that, you know, this person that I wanted would change and would be completely different. So now I tell people, all my friends that ask me advice, I say, the second time if you, you know, if you gained any kind of constructive experience from, from the, the, the failure of the first time is you should by now know what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Much more important than what you want, because what you, we all want, you know, girls, if you ask them, they want tall, dark, handsome, rich, we, you know, and guys want, you know, uh, cute, this, that, but, but it, it, it's not where it's at. Where it's at is what you don't want. So, me, in my, in my, in my um, <clears throat> uh, you know, in, in my mind, I knew exactly what I did not want. I, I didn't want, did not want uh, somebody was not uh, active who was not uh, uh, you know smart who was not productive and who didn't have common interests with me so I find that if you have common interests with with people you could over overcome any burden so Uh, you're not a
0: so you're not a believer of opposites attract
1: it's a combination I can't say opposites don't attract or uh, opposites are uh, terrible I'm just saying that you have a combination of opposites attract because if it's exactly the same as you, you know, it, it's going to get boring and you don't want somebody that's completely opposite to you, whereas, you know, you, uh, after a few years when the magic kind of goes away and you install yourself into a certain routine, then that opposite becomes a burden. It's like too opposite, everything that you think she thinks opposite and, and, and it just becomes, you know, a headache uh, for her and, and for you. So, but. What never fails is when you have common interests. You can overcome <clears throat> uh, age. You can overcome uh, social standard. You can ca- overcome a lot because you always have these common interests to go back to. So these never go away. Okay. So
0: let's keep going. So. For you, the way the learning was, you found out what you didn't want. Mm-hmm. You got very clear of what wasn't working in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And you were like, the next time around, I'm not going to make these same mistakes. Now, mm-hmm. how did you manifest into your life, The like me, person? <laughs> it's so funny. So funny to interview you. Yeah. Yes, how did you manifest into your life? Me. <laughs> me? <laughs>
1: Uh, how did I manifest? Well, <laughs> funny enough, I did. I did not manifest. I, uh, on the contrary, I didn't put any pressure on myself. I said, "Hey, come on." I, I, I look at my life on, on a piece of paper and I say, "I'm very fortunate. I have three beautiful kids. Uh, you know, three boys that are great kids. Uh, you know, that's my you know biggest success. I have a great business. I have a beautiful house that I was able to keep." and uh, I have a lot of great friends, I do charity, I'm in the community, I have so much good stuff. If I never get remarried, it's not the end of the world, I have a great life. See, I just
0: wanna pause you for one second because to my ladies listening to this, like you need to let this sink in. Do you see how men speak about, they are so easily validated from themselves, like we, women, I've interviewed so many women I I, I never hear this. Like, we women have to be able to self-assess and go, I am happy. I am enough. I have certain things that I'm happy with, whether it's my kids, whether it's my health, whether it's my... Career, life, relationship, friendships—like we need to to start speaking the same types of words as men do. Because when they self-assess, it's do you see how positive and like very self-confident? Almost will say, but no, we can't be that because to us it's going to so, sound but, cocky. But to men it doesn't. So, anyways. Tito but I, I would—I would,
1: I wouldn't say that to other people. I'm just saying because your now, self-analysis, you're, yeah, but
0: you, women don't self-analyze like yeah. that but, to that level. But
1: they have to do that. They, they have, have to, to do that 100%. exercise because I find that. This is almost magnetic wh- wh- when you do that to yourself and then you go somewhere and you just don't care. Yeah, you, don't, you know it, you're it, you,
0: enough you, you, already. You know, you know that if you, you don't get ever
1: married, it's fine, it's perfect. You have kids. I mean, you know, what else people want? Yeah. People want a good job. They want to have kids so that they leave something in this uh, planet and they want to have a few friends. Yeah. And I have all of those already. So I said, if I never get married, no problem. Sava. But if somebody comes along, with pleasure I would get remarried. Okay, so the
0: number one learning is you have to be at peace and know what you bring to the table and know that you are enough. You cannot before look you can no, hell no, that's so unattractive. Okay, next. How do we manifest? So, so now you're enough. You're so, good. You're so golden. You're You're,
1: you're, <laughs> you're good you're good, you're in, you you're know, good. you feel that you're enough and all that. Now uh, that projects an image of, you know, to the other sex of somebody who is self-sufficient, not, not, not even, the, we're not even talking material here. No, no, no. We're talking self-sufficient personally and that becomes attractive from the standpoint of this guy is interesting. Let, 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 you know, how is he so like self-sufficient on his own and I don't not even know him. Let me find out how is he thinking to be like that because yeah. I would like to be like that. So then you're attracting all the good, the, the right people, not like the losers, you're attracting the right people. Once you have those right people and you're not on the pressure, you're not on the time clock or, oh my God, if I don't get remarried in six months, it's like a dishonor to my family, then, then you, you know, you, you're yourself, you chill, you can see the people. If they're busy, no problem, you see them later. If they're uh, so then, at the good. end of a relationship, you, you, know, you have the time because you feel that you, know, you can connect to that person. So everything starts working towards that, you know, that goal. So then... So then how did
0: I come into your life, Alan? <laughs> and how did you know that that was it?
1: I didn't know that was it.
0: I told you it was it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I literally. And I, said okay, I, was like, psh, I, I said, said, okay, I'll believe it.
0: I was like, I said, okay, I'll believe it. No, no,
1: I, on, I honestly, you know, I know you always like to say you figured me out. I but did. I honestly didn't know if it was zero or not. I said, but, but me. One thing about myself is, I always keep an open mind. I Mind,
0: not an open (laughs) mind.
1: No, I keep an open mind, meaning that I don't uh, stereotype, I don't say, oh, she's uh, too young, she's going to be too, uh, you know, uh, frivolous and it's not going to work or she's too old or she's this or she's too rich or too poor. I, I, I don't put any of these stereotypes. I look at the person for the person and I just go along and I see how far that goes. If it keeps going up, then I'm really interested in finding out how far it could go up if i see that there's a deal breaker in the middle and it happened before then one thing for sure i'm self disciplined enough Okay so where do we meet these to, people to let's
0: give them tips where do we meet these how do so, we meet okay so oh. that's
1: that's the second most important thing that you know that that we should discuss because all my friends ask me yeah. that. you know first they ask me how courageous and how did you uh, have the courage to get remarried the second thing is how do I meet somebody?
0: No, that's not true. They go, oh, does she have a sister? Yeah, and they yeah, ask me, yeah. but all then, my girlfriends ask me, yeah. but does Ale have a brother? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but
1: after we, we, we go through these uh, futile... Okay,
0: um, so where do we meet these people?
1: So, good people go to good places. What does that mean? Good, humble, generous people go to places where humble, generous people get rewarded. Charity events community events, uh, socialite uh, events, uh, inaugurations, um, forums, business forums. That's where you meet people.
0: And through friends. And through How friends, How did we meet obviously. through friends? Yeah.
1: Well, that, that's like the, 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 the ideal because through friends, to me, I would put through friends number uh, one. number one by far and then way down... You know, then you go through, like, charity events, community events, Because they're
0: already screened, like, one They're already friend, screened,
1: and they have common, yes. you know, social points with your friends. Because your
0: guards are down, you already know who that person your is. Your friends
1: are already in the same social kind yeah. of uh, level, so their friends are obviously this you know, it's not like your friends are friends with the Queen Elizabeth and you have nothing to do with it. It's not like that. Otherwise, they wouldn't be your friends because that's who they aspire to. But if your friends are getting along great with these other people, maybe there's chances are that those people could be on the same level as you and you know it's Okay, let's go. So
0: those are really good tips actually, good job with the where to meet. So thank you. I like that a lot. Those are good ones. You guys should write that down. Now, once we do meet oh Amir's writing it down. Good job. Yeah,
1: but but uh, that being said, although it's the ideal why I didn't put the emphasis at the beginning until Sonia reminded me that this is number one. It is number one for sure. Yes. But it's not everybody that's fortunate enough to have the friends that we have. We or have.
0: Sometimes they've gone through all of the. Friends, yeah, yeah. And friends, uh, you know,
1: uh, we're fortunate. You know, I have a lot of friends. Sonia has a lot of friends. So of course it was inevitable that with all these friends we would meet. A lot of people don't have all these friends. They work. They're so busy. You, their know, are and you know, doctors. You know, I meet right? great guys. You know, they're like doctors and uh, surgeons. They have like two friends because they studied until 40 years old, then they b- built a great business for another 20, 10 years, so now they're like 48 or 50, which is perfect marriage material, but they have no friends. So what's the next best thing for these guys? Very easy to do, is to be part of all these other events mm-hmm. and it's very simple. You just look for the events of, that, that you're interested in and you manifest a desire to donate. Trust me, once you donate uh, two two three times, people notice you, they notice you and then they invite you, and the more they invite you, the more they want to connect you with their own friends. Everybody has a sister, a cousin, a neighbor, the daughter of a neighbor, everybody has that, and especially the the more you shine, the more they want to hook you up because they get the credit you see so so uh, next best thing if you don't have so many friends like us that 's fine you know like i 'll give you an example in, in you know i i, I uh, I uh, frequent a synagogue, which is like almost like a social thing because we meet every Saturday. This new couple from Paris just moved to Montreal. First thing they did, they first they they they, they looked. Uh, you know, I think they're well off in life, so they took a real estate agent to find a, a home. They found a home in Westmount. They didn't buy it because they found that it was very hard to mm-hmm. mingle into. I want to
0: get to another topic.
1: Yeah. Okay. So they they they. Uh, they came to, uh, you know, to, to to our synagogue and all of a sudden now they're networking. And I see it every Saturday. They sit at our table and they're networking nonstop. So if you apply the same thing, you know, for relationship, you get the same result. You so network, you know. what?
0: what the takeaway from that is where to meet. I love that. That's really great. But the other thing that is so, so, so important is you actually have to create the space for it to of show course, up. Of course. Like you have to, if you, you know, it's your if, if you divorce or if you're open to somebody who is divorced, you have to make sure that you're creating the space. Just like as a man, you spend so much time <laughs> focusing on your business, but yet you won't take the same amount of time or a significant amount and, of time. And that's
1: why to, years become years. So
0: years become years mm-hmm. and you're never gonna find women. We have a certain timeline, you know, we do have a biological clock if people are telling you otherwise, they're wrong. We have a biological clock. And if we don't spend the time to say, you know what? Yes, my career is important. Yes, my friends are important and myself is important. But if I don't put looking for the right relationship first, it's never going to manifest itself. So Mm -hmm. make sure that you actually spend time to be able to be open to that. Your ideal man's not going to knock at your door. He doesn't know where you live yet. So get out there, network, and start making these connections Uh so that you can start to date. Okay.
1: Yes. Now, you, you know, we, we, we talked about the do's.
0: Yep. Don'ts. The don'ts. Okay, go.
1: Very, very important. Guys, okay. the same as girls, okay? Okay. What are the don'ts? To start going to clubs because oh. you just got into, go. you know, you just got into a divorce, you know, you're a girl and you still look in the mirror and you find yourself attractive and you go, I want to show myself out there. So, you go to clubs. And guys, the same way, they just got into divorce, they haven't partied in 20 years or whatever, <laughs> they have a few bucks, what do they do? They start going to clubs and they move downtown. That's like a huge don't. Why? Because image is everything. Perception is reality. So if you perceived as the new playboy in town, uh, that's what you're going to attract. And you, can we
0: just, can I just actually...
1: I know where you... (laughs) We
0: both know where I'm going.
1: Yeah, I was not going to bring it up. We're going to
0: bring it up. What happened was when we actually met was he walked into my condo. I had just moved back to LA and Montreal and I was living in Montreal and we were with a bunch of friends and he came over to my place and my friends, which were guys at the time, introduced me as this guy's divorced. He's like Mr. Playboy in Montreal. He just bought a condo, this big penthouse with a stripper pole. Guys, there was never a stripper pole in that penthouse. It was... And the three... We were four girls in my place and going like, ah, why are you bringing this guy to my place? Like who... So, So the guys thought that that was the coolest thing and they were so like, oh my God, amazing. And he's playing. Meanwhile... We were good girls. Like we did not want to look at any guy that's got you know a Playboy image. So as much as you think that we women do not judge men that's been around the block, trust me, we do. And once you've slept with a couple of our girlfriends, you're out of yeah, like you're out of the range. Like we don't want you. So So as much as. You know, a woman needs to clean her image. If you're actually looking to manifest a woman qui se respect that respects herself, that has a higher value for herself, clean yourself up too. Yeah. And that goes to another point, which is watch your social media.
1: Oh, watch your social media. But before media. we get to that important topic, yeah, tell me. If, I, if I can add my angle to that story. I'll we'll go your angle. Uh, I bought that condo because I, didn't, I was not sure if I was going to keep this huge house, you know, because my kids were half the time at their mom and half the time here. And the t- the time that I was alone here, it was just like way too big, way too depressing. So, in a panic, uh, my friend who is in real estate called me, said there's a bank repo. It's probably one of the most unique penthouses in Montreal and if you're going to sell your, your beautiful house, you're not going to go to like a, a, a three and a half with a, a dinette and a, a kitchen and, and a one and a half bedrooms. You want to go from this house to that penthouse, so I I, I saw it and I said, Let's buy some insurance, you know, and let's buy the, 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 the penthouse. Once I bought it and I heard the history of that penthouse, it belonged to a single guy who ha- actually had the jacuzzi on the balcony. The balcony was 210 feet, linear feet. You could do jogging in that balcony. So, he actually had a jacuzzi and parties and all that. Right away, I projected myself in, in, into that penthouse and I said, if I live in there, that's exactly what I'm going to be portrait as in Montreal, as the new playboy who sold his house and who lives like in a single spent house and there's parties every night. So I ended up rent- starting to renovate it with my taste and then I stopped two months before I, I, I finished the, con- the, the, the condo and I, I listed it out and I decided to keep my house. I said, if I keep my house, I have my stability, my kids still have the house where, where they all grew up. And it'll be a much better image, perception, than if I move from this to a penthouse. Okay, so what's so another don't? Uh, the other don't is um, to, uh, to start uh, hitting on all, uh, <laughs> all, all your the- exes uh, surrounding, which a lot of people do because that's the circle of people that they know. They, so they start hitting on the people that are very close to, to, to that old uh, environment which is toxic. First of all, it doesn't work. And it's just simply uh, toxic.
0: So let me ask you questions that people ask me all the time. Number one is, so then we date, you, you're, you're dating. After how long, this is like very specific, but people ask me this all the time. After how long do you introduce your kids?
1: Um, there, there, there's no real set rule, but I would say on a standard basis, like when everything is pretty much, you know, uh, stable you should wait a minimum of three months
0: minimum of three months so you yeah, introduce. yeah just
1: because sometimes it's uh, love at first sight everything is fantastic but you know you have a life she has a life things could come that could become deal-breakers so why introduce your kids just because you had a passionate uh, night after the third night that you met this person and right away you think that's it that's gonna be their life and you introduce uh, only to find out uh, two two weeks later that she has a psycho ex that she's still uh, hooked on and she's, you know, wishy-washy, she doesn't know, and that's not what you want. But now, you introduce your kids and they're attached and, and it's a mess. so okay.
0: so what about... You wait
1: three months. Three months is a good time to see the real person, what her life is, what her past is, okay. and if it's acceptable. Okay, so accepted. what
0: if... Oops, okay, so now let's say for my girls who are going through all of this, let's say they meet the husband's kids, but it doesn't work because maybe the ex-wife is poisoning the kids maybe there's some drama there do they keep going or do they bow out and go i don't need this kind of drama in my life let me go find myself something else uh
1: it's a very good question Thank and you. it's really on a case by case this is really really not standard because i've seen places you know uh, instances where uh, the daughter of you know the the other person just completely made sure that the, the relationship with, between her father and, and the new girlfriend gets destroyed because, you know, women are possessive, especially with their dads or, and I've seen other kids where they were very rebellious until they discovered the be- the inner beauty of the, the new person and they just became attached and everything was great. So you have to have patience, you have to really have your antennas out to look at all the the, the deal breakers and the deal makers. And just, you know, wait it out, like three months, six months to see where it goes. And sometimes I've seen it where it completely turns around and becomes a disaster or a success. So
0: So to me, I think the greatest learning of this, and I know that people ask me this all the time because I'm so public with, well, first of all, we're super public with our family. And I'm super public with my stepson's. My stepsons are literally my best friends. Like it's it's there's there's nobody I love more than my stepsons. So then they tell me, okay, but how do you guys get that? How did you get to be so close to your stepsons? And to me, my answer, what I always ask them is, you kind of got out of the equation. Like I remember when I first when I met i think i met etan first i met etan first which was he was all into boxing i was super into boxing we came here we didn't even tell him Again, that we were common dating. grounds yeah common, common grounds ground. i went downstairs and i'm like works so, with the kids too so i went downstairs and i'm like listening to this like to me you got out of it and you just let me meet your kids on my own grounds and it clicked right away I and i let hanging. you alone
1: with you left uh, my, me alone yeah. I,
0: I ended up You know, hanging out with him more. We were going out that night with some friends. And I was like, can I just hang out with your kid? Uh Like, he was really cool. So then that was one. And then the next thing was Emmanuel, too. He was working at a TriStar. I was at TriStar. And we literally met on our own. Uh And then with the little one, he was six at the time. And we kind of met through... Skype with your, you know, Skype you and on then ceramic and, cafe. And then ceramic cafe. So I think that the best way to, if you haven't met your your new boyfriend's kids, is let it be on your own terms. Don't force things into no. it, and let the relationship develop Blossom. on their no. terms. Like mm-hmm. you never, you go out of town, and they take care of me. Like since day one, it's always been like that. You're out of town; they come over. Like so, we have our own relationship. You're not involved in it, and to me, there's. know it's it's our it's our own thing and And I
1: leave it as such
0: and you leave it at that and it never has to do with that okay so the other question I always get asked is what about um the exes what like what if there's drama with the exes what how do they deal with that whole thing
1: well exes never like to uh, lose you know that's human nature and you know as bad as it sounds, you know, they they don't want to see you, you know, the more happy they see you, the more depressed they are about their own life and that's just, you know, uh, some people might disagree with that statement but after 10 or 15 examples that I have around me, I'm starting to think that it, it's a thing where, you know, the, the ex wants, you know, she wants to see herself equal on the second life or better but not worse off. So. Chances are that, you know, if you're better off and you found the woman of your life and blah blah blah, you know, things are gonna start getting uh, a little bit complicated with the ex. So, the way to uh, to circumvent that is to make sure the emotion uh, side of it gets uh, put aside very quickly. How do you do that? By not taking phone calls at midnight for any reason because the exes will find a reason, you know, this one is coughing and that one. Uh, is uh, screaming and you know they'll find a, a you know your weak point to, 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 to capitalize on it and poison your life so how you do that you, you, you cut all these emotional phone calls which are just toxic in your new relationship you keep it to the bare minimum, uh, to text or emails because you know writing has no emotion it's just words and letters So you keep it like that and you're disciplined about it. And at the beginning, it's very hard because they try to manipulate the situation to make you call them or take their call, but you have to resist. It takes a few months. And once they adjust to it and it's only text and emails, things start stabilizing and you can start focusing. so,
0: So being on the other side of the spectrum, if you are a man that is divorced, that is or a woman that is divorced that is dating a new person you have to understand how unattractive we find it when somebody else gets in your head it's so unattractive so stop doing that we want to come into a relationship when it's clean so if your divorce isn't clean if you still have baby drama if you still have unresolved feelings Get that shit taken care of, because we don't want to deal with it. If you want to have, same for guys. So if you're if you want to have somebody that's new, that's not married, that comes with no baggage, that's maybe younger, older, it's not even about age, because I really just don't believe in age. But if you wanna come, come on a clean slate, fix your shit. Finalize all your stuff. Make sure your kids are okay with it, so that 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 the kids don't resent the new girlfriend. She didn't do anything. Like I didn't even know you. I didn't know you married. I didn't know your ex-wife. I've ne- I just not Like I want nothing to do with this. Like I would be best friends with her if I could. You know, like to me, there's there's never needs to be any kind of dramatic thing. So, in order for you not to turn off your new person, who's Fresh and fun, and wants to find out who you truly are, settle your stuff, and then don't let the ex come in and poison your kids or poison your head in your new relationship. I've seen so
1: many new relationships get completely ruined because one of the two just let themselves slide into this toxic second, uh, secondary, you know, remnants of the old relationship. Guys or girls? I mean, I've seen a lot of guys who, uh, you know, six months later asked him, how's your new uh, girlfriend? Oh, no, I gave her up because, I mean, every three days her ex-husband uh, called and, sh- and then that ruined our life because she would tell me, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know if I love him or I hate him. Uh, I feel bad because yeah, he's yeah. not... Yeah, 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 feel I, bad, the guilt, they using guilty the kids. And, All yeah. that stuff is just so, completely So that just toxic. ruins, and yeah. it's too bad because th- those relationships could have been perfect, yeah. but they just screw it up for themselves. Just for lack of discipline, lack of knowledge, how to do it. Okay,
0: one more topic I want to talk to you about before we can close this and continue on to our life. Um, What do we do about the new kids? So for you, remember? So when we we always talk about this, which is when you divorce, you have two choices. Either one, if you want, let's say you're a man or a woman because we're all about that too, but let's say you have two choices. Either one, you take somebody who's also divorced with kids, or you take somebody who's never had kids or never been married, but then everything comes with a price, right? So, yeah. so how do you explain that?
1: Well, everything has a price for sure. Uh, you, know, if, if you, take a, you know, if you take somebody with kids and you, you yourself don't want any more kids, so that's great because then she won't be put, put you under pressure to have kids because she already has her kids. So mentally, she's she's satisfied. Uh, on, the, on, on the other hand, if she has no kids, it's great for you because now you can have her all for yourself. But if she still has the age of having kids, the price to pay is that for sure she's going to ask you for a kid. And it's unfair for you to say, no, I don't want to give you kids because I have my own and you know, that's it. I, That's unfair, and chances are that either she'll resent you, or after a while it's going to poison your new relationship and it's going to be, you know, doomed because you'll always have that uh, cloud, that black cloud on top of both of you. So just understand that there's a price to pay for both. Uh, When you're with a young girl, it's fun, it's uh, it's, uh, exciting, you know, she has all the energy, she brings you joy and all that, but chances are that she's going to ask you for a kid. And kids are beautiful thing. I never had a problem, uh, you know, thinking of having more kids. And when my friend said, "Oh, she might want to have kids," I was always saying, "I hope she wants kids because I love kids. I wouldn't mind having one or two more kids." And this is what happened. And of course, it's work and all that, but that work goes, you know, passes so fast. Next thing you know, they're talking to you. They're independent. They wake up in the morning. They make their own toast. They go watch TV. And life goes on. So it's only a matter of a couple years. And then you have a whole lifetime of joy both from the kid and from your new wife who you gave kids to. So now she loves you for it.
0: Okay. So the learning on this now for you to have very specific takeaways is listen. When you're on that first date, when you are, you know, listen to what the man or the woman is telling you ask him questions because and ask them early don't get stuck falling in love with this person and then only to realize a year down the line that he's never going to marry you or only to realize that he's never going to give you any kids ask one second ask these literally did i not ask you these three specific questions first date first date not like 10th date first date i was like so you were married before right he's like yeah and i'm like would you get married again did you answer I remember your answer. Yes, absolutely. He's like, I love being... He's like, I hated my wife, but I love being married. I'm like, okay, that's good. Now you have kids. How many? He's like, three. He's like, would you have more? Yeah, I'd have... So now I know right away that my non-negotiable, which is I want to get married and have kids, he's open to it. Ladies. Listen to him. If he says, no, I have three kids, I don't want any more, don't think that your magic spells can get into his head and he's going to turn around in a year from now when you're fully in love living with him and he's going to give you more kids. Uh,
1: what I wanted to inter- interject in, uh, in, in, in this uh, great uh, analogy of, of yours Thank you. is ladies, ask, when you ask him this question, tell him, please answer me honestly. Because a lot of guys, just to get into the sack with you, they'll tell you anything you want to hear. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd have 12 more kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd uh, marry you tomorrow. Once, you know, the the morning after, all of a sudden, no, no, I told you that, like, uh, you know, in absolute terms. But, you know, in real life, you know, I have two uh, kids and, you know, it's very expensive. I don't know if I would want more kids. And as, for, as far as marriage, we don't need to get married, you know. If,
0: yeah, so, so ask the questions, ask and, be clear, have and, a small contract right beside, be like, <laughs> all right, initials here, here, and here, signature here. Yeah. No, so no, you said, may, have a quick podcast on IGTV, two stories to make sure that he... No, <laughs> I think
1: it's important to, to insist on them answer you, answering you uh, truthfully and yeah. ans- uh, because if they say yes after you have asked them like three times, is that, is that the truth, is this really honest? If they say yes and then six months later they say no, you can relate back to that conversation and say, well, you were dishonest. You are a piece of shit because I asked you three times. I didn't ask you that you misunderstood. I asked you and I asked you again and I asked you a third time and all three occasions you said yeah, absolutely. It's not because I want to get in bed with you. I really want more kids and get married. So then they feel like the piece of shit that they are if they change their mind six months later because now they're used to it and they don't feel like uh, getting uh, committed.
0: Okay, last question, Mr. and the husband. You,
1: our have, modern fam- you have time for only one question.
0: Wait, one, that's what I'm saying. We are modern family with our five kids and it goes from 24 all the way to two. People always ask us, how do you guys do it with the second set of kids?
1: I honestly, I could say very truthfully that I don't see any difference between my first set and my second set of kids. They're all my kids, I see them exactly with the same eyes, and I see them with the different characters that each one is, because each one is their own person. So I see my little one, like my middle one, like my oldest one, with different sets of eyes for what they are, not from which marriage they are, they're my, my own blood. So. I don't care from which marriage. Even if I was married six times, that still all will be my kids. So there, they wouldn't be any dif- more difference from the second marriage to a, a first marriage or or fifth marriage. They're and, my kids.
0: And for me, on the if you know, for people to as a stepmom, um, to to me, it's the greatest joy in my life is my family, and there is you know to see Yanu with. Ethan, oh, or to then, see me, like my saying. six-year-old went to sleepover at the twenty-three-year-old's house last night with his girlfriend, and I woke up to DMs of them in bed with a puppy, and you know, living their best life. And she came home at four. So for me, you know, to first of all, I don't even see a difference at all with Yan or with Ethan pro- or any of my any of the five kids there's no difference there really is no difference but there is something so special to show the big kids taking care yeah, of the that, little that's kids
1: that's unbelievable so
0: so you know a lot they,
1: of people ask about that
0: everyone asks about that but I to me, it's something that like let's be open. I think that this conversation is something of it's
1: about you know, openness.
0: it's it's about recreating this new reality. People t- tell me all the time, how do you you know, your husband's twenty years older than you? Like it's about recreating a new reality that works for you. If my husband's tired, I'll hang out with my stepsons. If my you know kid, if I'm too much for you, like you'll hang out with the kids. Like we, it just needs to to create a life that a balance that is balanced and that works for you people ask me all the time how does your husband you know how come he's so involved in your social media because he gets it he approves of it it's all good you know it's just such great valuable content that can help other people and again that's actually the reason why we hopped on this tonight on a Sunday night which is to show you that if you are thinking of expanding your dating search to people that have been married before.
1: There's some great people there are out there. There's
0: some great people out there. And if you have, if you are going through a divorce, if you are, you know, just got divorced and you're hesitant to go back out there, be open. If it's someone that doesn't have kids, be open to maybe having another life with with more kids. And if it's somebody that does have kids, then mesh your families together and grow. I think... For us it's about really being able to inspire other people that there is no one rule to follow. There, you know, love is love and it evolves and mm-hmm. marriage is marriage and some work and some fail and that's okay. And it's about, you know, creating a family system where kids and just are just happy good kids.
1: And if I can give one last tip Do because it. because the topic of tonight is second marriages. Ladies out there, if you have the choice between a 50-year-old that's never been married and a a 50-year-old that's been married, trust me, take the one that's been married, at least he has experience, he was able to live with a woman before, so obviously he was not crazy and he, he knows married life. It didn't work on the first time, there's no reason why it wouldn't work on the second time, as opposed to a weirdo who's 50 years old, who's never been married, I would be more worried about this guy than the other guy.
0: On that note, guys, good night. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed it. Our relationships.